0: When you're young, not much matters. When you find something that you care about, then that's all you got. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Top of the morning over what I'm at. It's 5 o'clock in the frickin' morning. Jeez, man. I mean, I was up this early anyway. I I mean, I couldn't really sleep last night. I didn't sleep very well, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to record the podcast. 5 o'clock in the morning. How dedicated am I, huh? Showed you guys, welcome in, episode five. I made it to five episodes, wow. That flew by, I'm not going to lie. Five weeks just went like that. That's nuts. That's scary, almost. Five weeks. Damn. Thank you guys for sticking with me for five episodes, that's awesome. I, I appreciate all the support and everything, that's, I'm blessed. Five episodes, wow. I'm going to feel like this when I make it to 10 too. I'm going to be like, wow, 10 episodes. Then 15 and 20. I'm just going to be like, wow, 15, 20 episodes. Oh, man. Welcome in, guys. Episode 5, 416 podcast. I'm Adam. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. (laughs) Awesome. How are you guys doing today? How's your week? How's your weekend? Well, it's Saturday, but, you know, how's your weekend going so far? If you're hearing this, you're probably already awake. Maybe not. You could have been sleeping in. Most people I know are sleeping on Saturdays. To Saturdays are their sleeping day because Sundays they have to, you know, watch football all day, which I do too. So um, hopefully all you guys are well. Your mentals are good. Your physicals are good. Um, check up on your loved ones this time of year. It's starting to get darker earlier. Get a little colder, won't be able to go outside as much. Um, that's when that seasonal depression kicks in. So check them on your people. Um, and we'll get right into this, guys. Um, any of you guys watch Squid Game? Like, on Netflix? I watched the first episode last night. That shit was crazy. Red light, green light. Red light green light oh jesus like i could not i'm not gonna lie to you like that kind of fit the spooky season mold because that shit was kind of scary like that doll was scary as hell red light like what the hell bro if i hear that like at an amusement park like my ass is turning around and walking out like i'm like nope nope not doing this and i don't mind scary stuff like when i go out with my friends and do, like, haunted houses and shit. But, like, that's a different type of, like, that doll turning its head like that and looking at you, got like, red light? No. Whew, no, absolutely not. Um, I'm not going to spoil the episode or whatever happens after that just because I don't want people to be like, you ruined Squid Game for me, me, me you asshole. All right, just relax. I'm not going to do that. Um, what I will tell you is that I think it's worth watching... And I think if you haven't started watching it yet, I think you should. And I think this is a perfect intro episode because it almost leaves off of a cliffhanger at the end of the episode, which, you know, naturally, Netflix shows make you, you know, want to watch their content more because, oh, look, it's a cliffhanger. What's going to happen next type of thing. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm going to watch the rest of this, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, Um, but definitely I'm going to finish this by the weekend. Um, sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, yeah, definitely worth watching and worthwhile. Um, yeah, check out Squid Game. It'll be literally the first show that pops up on your homepage, on your Netflix app. It's been all over the world for the last week and a half. It's crazy. The memes have been amazing. Um... The question of, would you go on Squid Game to, like, if you had to, even if you didn't, I I saw some that, like, if you had to do it for your family, would you do it? But then I also saw some that were like, would you just do it just for the money? And I would be like, "Eh, no, no, I'm not, as as beast as I was red light, green light when I was little, there's no shot I'm doing this. And yeah, no, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to spoil too much because it's only the first episode, um, but yeah, check out Squid Game on Netflix. Number one show in the world right now on there. So, um, it's talking about things that happened earlier this week. Um, any of your guys Facebook, IG. I'm not really on WhatsApp, but I know a lot of people use it to communicate. Um. Well, th- Duh, Adam. That's what it's made for. Communication. You call people and took this. Shut up. Um, yeah, Facebook, IG, and WhatsApp were down. I mean, Facebook owns IG and WhatsApp. And obviously Facebook. But they had an outage. I forget the numbers of how many people's. I don't think mine was affected by it. I didn't notice anything. I think it was Monday that the outage was. I didn't notice anything. Um, but the memes on Twitter were hilarious from saying, oh, now everybody's flocking to Twitter. Twitter had its, like, highest peak of users that, that in that time span. It was nuts. Like, everybody rushed to Twitter. Facebook's down, IG's down, WhatsApp's down. Um, And I thought it was nuts because I get some people like myself who just use it regularly as a means of communication, a means of checking up on my friends. I use like IG to check up on my friends. If I don't feel like bothering them, as weird as that sounds, I'll sit there and, you know, go to their insta. Like even if they post an Instagram story, I'm like, okay, this person's alive. This person's breathing, obviously, because otherwise they wouldn't be posting things on social media if they weren't alive and breathing. So that's where my brain goes. And I guess that's, kind of weird, but maybe it isn't. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. Um, Yeah, I'm not... Even if it was down for me, like, I wouldn't have... Okay, I have hundreds of other things I could have done. I could have watched videos on YouTube. I could have watched... I could have gone on Twitter, which I did, and apparently it was going nuts, but my IG was fine. My Facebook was fine. I don't use WhatsApp, so... All all my stuff was fine, so I didn't really was I wasn't really affected by the outage. But from people that I talked to that were, they were like freaking the fuck out. Oh my god, my IG's down. I can't post bikini pics, and I can't post you know my gym progress. I'm like, dude, sis, relax. Like, it 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 scared me for a second, and I've kind of had that realization for a few years now. And ever since I was in high school, when social media kind of blew up. When people older than me, just when Facebook just started out, like MySpace was still a thing when I was in elementary school, um, like early elementary school, like fourth, fifth grade, MySpace was still a thing, um, and then in, you know Instagram started coming up, and Snapchat and Facebook and Twitter, YouTube had already been around, um, but Instagram was weird, like it kind of didn't have that appeal. Early on, and then when it caught fire, like, late, I would say early 2010s, like, 2013, 2012-ish, then it just, boom. And then, like, once it got bigger and bigger and bigger and people started to to be able to monetize off of that app, that's when it became like, oh, this is a business now that you can, you know, girls can go, like, girls were doing in the pandemic last year with their OnlyFans and guys, too. When people were doing with OnlyFans, they were doing with Instagram before. They were being, you know, posting thirst traps and all that type of shit on there. Um, which I don't have a problem with, but that, like, that's how they make their money. Um, but there were people like, I forget which, it was like a rapper or a hip hop personality that was begging Zuckerberg for his uh, Instagram account back. Please, Mr. Zuckerberg, can I have my account? Please, bro, like, you're whoever you were, I forget who it was, but. If you're that famous, you can go create another Instagram and say, hey, that's why you back shit up too. (laughs) That's why you back shit up into your phone, back it up into your camera roll. Because tomorrow, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, they all could, they could go fall off the face of the earth and brand new apps need to be created and all your content is gone. But you didn't back it up. Why? Because you don't think about that. And I think now that's, that that's happened, I think it happened yesterday or um, I think it happened yesterday too for like a brief period, not, not around me, but like some other parts of the world. This, everybody was like, oh, this is just the United States. No, this was a global thing. Like I was texting people that I know overseas and they were like, yeah, my Instagram is down for like three, four, five, six hours. But like, I don't understand why people were so upset about that. I mean, obviously, if they're making money off of it, I get that. But you don't have to post a picture every hour to grab people's attention. If you're that big and you make that much money, you shouldn't have to post every hour. At least in my opinion. But I don't use Instagram for money. I use it to promote you know, my personal life, things that I like to do. And then I have an Instagram page for the podcast just to promote the podcast to announce episodes to announce different content that i'm gonna start coming up with in the next few weeks um so like that's what i use it for i don't use it for post and thirst traps or you know let me shake my ass in front of a camera like whether you're a dude or a girl like you know there's dudes that go and shake their ass in front of the camera no problem with it it's they're making money off of it but It was like people were getting all. It's like they were treating it like somebody died when Instagram went down and Facebook went down. It was like wow. It opened my eyes to be like yo. People are really dependent on social media, and social media is toxic as shit. Is the reason it's one of the main reasons why teenagers have depression, teenagers commit suicide. It's because it's a problem it's an obsession we have with social media and i can take so i'll do it where i'll take breaks and now that i have at least iPhones i don't know if uh, androids have this feature too i'm assuming they do um cuz they copy each other all the time apple and uh, samsung and android this focus thing where you can only allow certain um people to reach you or certain apps to reach you. I like that feature. And I think that's helpful for people if they're trying to lower their social media, uh, screen time. But I just delete the apps off the phone. I have my logins. So just in case I forget my login or it logs me out. Once I delete the app, it logs me out. It doesn't keep me logged in, which, you know, I have my passwords. and be like, okay, I can log back in at any time that I feel. Um, yeah, I have to take breaks from social media every once in a while because it does get toxic. Um, and it's not even directed at me. I just see it directed at other people. I see a lot of hateful shit. I see a lot of depressing shit. And I'm like, I don't need that right now. Like, I'm already I'm already like struggling with my mental health as much as it is. I don't need added extra from other people that are doing that shit to other people. Like, that's not going to help. Um, it's scary, though, how dependent we are on uh, uh, for social media. It's, it's scary. You're asking the world for attention. It's one thing if you were doing it in high school and you were saying, oh, I'm just going to try and get attention of a 1,000 people in a high school, 800 to a 1,000 people in a high school. Um, it's different when it's 7 billion people, 6 billion, 5 billion people, however many people have Instagram or Facebook. Or Twitter or Snapchat, whoever. It's scary. And I think Instagram is the worst out of uh, maybe Twitter. Twitter would be probably number one toxic because you can do it with your words. But Instagram's definitely number two in terms of toxic apps. Don't give me Snapchat. Snapchat, you have to add you have to add each other. You can't follow somebody. And then they not follow you back, but you can still comment on their shit unless they have settings that say other people but their friends can't comment. But most people don't do that because they just don't feel that, okay, I'm not going to get hateful comments. But when that happens, then they go and turn that off. That happened to Ariana Grande when Mac Miller passed away. She had to turn her comments off. She posted a picture of Mac Miller, deservingly so, because that was her boyfriend for two years. And she got a lot of hate before she turned her comments off. A lot of hate. People were wishing death upon her. People were sending her death threats. People were saying, "Oh, you killed Mac Miller. This is your fault." I'm like, "Yo!" And it just—that's a small glimpse of people can be ruthless behind a behind a screen. They have the biggest balls on the planet when they have a phone in their hand and they can tweet. B-b-b-b-b-b. Am I guilty of it? Absolutely. Not hateful speech like that, but like if my—if I'm watching the Eagles or the Phillies, or the Sixers, or whoever, and I say, yo, we suck. Okay, that's normal. People will say that in person, outside of a stadium, in a stadium, to a player that's walking past, yo, you guys suck. And that's fine. But you're not talking about the individual. I would never talk about an individual player unless they're playing bad. I would never say that they you know, go kill yourself to a, to a football player on Twitter. No, because who the hell? I mentioned a couple of pods ago, people telling Raheem moster to go kill himself because he got hurt, and, and now they have to draft another running back in fantasy. Like, dude, calm down. Like, this is an actual person. This isn't a video game. Like, you can do that in, when you're doing a video game. Like, relax. Um. People are obsessed with social media, and it's, I don't like it but who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? It is what it is. They want to live the lives vicariously through other people and pleasing other people, which kind of scares me a little bit. Like you can have your own life and do your own thing and people don't need to know your business. But that's a choice that people make. They want to have their business out there. They want to do this, that, and the other. Now, people that post on Instagram every single day, I'm talking about on like an actual post, like a picture, like an actual post, picture, video, meme, whatever. It also depends on your content. If you're just trying to do thirst traps all day, some guys are going to like that. Boys are going to like that. Some men are going to like that. Men that are still boys are going to like that. And that's fine. You you know, and I would encourage you to monetize that and make as much money as you possibly can. I would I'm all for that women making money if they want to make money off of showing their bodies off. If that's what you want to do, do it. If there's money in that, which there is a lot of money in that, do it. Get that bag. But don't obsess over it. Don't let it control your life. Don't let it control your mental health. Because if your mental health starts to slide, so does your body. Your body you may think, okay, everybody's calling me a nine or a ten. But then if if my mental health starts to decline, I'm slowly starting to become a seven and a six and a five. And then I'm like, I'm gaining weight. I don't look as good. And then it just fucks you up mentally. Cause then on top of that, you're like, Oh my God, I got fat. I got this. I got, and that's okay. If you, you know, and sometimes you, that works even better because different guys, like different things. And same thing with women's different women, like different things on guys. This is even, this is turning now into a body positive conversation, which is fine. Like, this is where we're rolling with like, you know, that's another thing. Like, it just showed like IG is toxic as fuck because it just, you're pumped with this shit. Like girls, especially Like guys too, even like if I'm, I'm a guy. So if I see this dude, I look at somebody like the rock, for example, he's got a wife, beautiful wife, beautiful kids. I look, what does he look like? Tall, jacked up, six pack attractive like you know that's the standard that most men think you look at chris hemsworth you look at chris evans you look at even like somebody younger like tom holland like you look at these guys and they're like they're movie stars and i think that's from when guys are young i can only speak from a guy's perspective when guys are young we have to six-pack abs big broad shoulders you have to be tall you gotta be this you gotta be that it's not that standard, I don't think, anymore. Back in the fifties it was like a skinny mini Yeah, you had to be tall, but like there wasn't no jacked up six you know, there weren't no six five jacked up dudes just walking around. They were skin and bone, man. Skin and skin and bone people. It wasn't all this, you know, pre workout uh protein powder and all that shit. Like it wasn't all that. And I'm not sitting on the gym community or nothing. I can fucking go to the gym. So I know plenty of people that body love or body build, but it just, I'm glad that that happened. If I'm being if where I'm trying to go with this conversation, I'm glad that that happened because it showed that, okay, you can have other priorities in life than Instagram, than Facebook. WhatsApp is a little different because you can communicate with people. That's a form of communication. If people don't have a, um, like a cell phone, like a, like a, a phone plan, if they just have like an iPad or computer, they can message, you know, message their family, their friends, et cetera. And it's good for like group chats for school and, um, like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff is it, it's used for. Conference calls, shit like that. Um, I'm glad that that happened because it showed people, you have other priorities than Instagram, Facebook. Um, social media is toxic. Um, I encourage people to take breaks from social media all the time because it's healthy. It's healthy. It kind of clears up your mental health. It's not as taxing... And you can go do other stuff, like go spend time with a friend or family member. If you have pets, go spend time with your pets. Stop scrolling on social media, go watch a movie, go for a walk, go to the gym, go go out and drink with your friends and enjoy yourself. Like don't spend your entire life scrolling on a screen because that time you're not getting back. I just noticed, I just came to like a, an epiphany the other day. I'm like, I'm limiting my social media this weekend. Obviously, I'm going to have to post, oh, the episode, or episode five's out. The new podcast episode's out. But I'm not going to be scrolling on social media. I'm not going to be scrolling on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and TikTok and all that shit. Just, you know, that would be fucking nuts. If TikTok had an outage. Oh, my God. You know, people would lose their fucking minds. Let me not get ahead of myself because I'm not a hacker. I'm not a hacker. I can't do that shit. That's what that. That's what I think happened. Somebody hacked. Really, really smart ass person hacked, and Edward Snowden was tweeting. See, this is what happens, bro. That shit was nuts. That outage was kind of funny though. The memes were funny. Memes are funny in any crisis. Remember the World War Three memes from last year? Oh my lord! The um, the Capitol riot memes from earlier this year. People are creative, man. And I don't think they use their creativity enough on... They just do it on their social media platform, which is cool, but I think they could do more. Like, I don't think people know how creative they actually are. Even just creating a a savvy meme is just creative. You are, in essence, a creative if you go and that's your constant content. I don't think people get enough praise for that and i don't think they get enough push for that to go and do things with that because you can go places with that you know if you have that sense of humor um so as far as i know they're all all three platforms are running up and running um just take a break guys from social media take a break it's not needed It's not an everyday thing because that's what we do. We go, we open, I do the same thing. I'm guilty of it. What's the first thing you do when you wake up when your alarm goes off? Turn your alarm off. You open up your phone. You go straight to social media. I would encourage you, look, delete the, save your passwords, figure out what your username and your password is on all your platform on all your social media platforms. Put them in a notes note, like in your notes app. Put that all in there. Delete the apps and take a fucking break. People's like, oh, I'm going on break for social media, but they don't delete the app. They still go on the app. They just take a break from posting. No, delete the fucking app. And take an actual week. Do you three days even. Three days. A weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Take a break. It's not gonna kill you. That's the thing that people don't realize. And that's what kind of that was another thing that alarmed me. People act like they were like they were dying because they didn't have their precious social media like relax bro listen to a podcast listen to some music watch a movie watch a tv an episode of a tv show that you like watch a youtube video something other than just scrolling it's addictive it is i do it all the time but i take i take i have to take breaks Because eventually it just fucks up my mental health, like I said. Take a break, guys. So off of that Facebook, IG, WhatsApp, worldwide outage that shocked the world, we're going to move into the world of... We're actually going to move into music. I think I did sports first. I've been doing sports first a lot. Um, We're going to hop into some music, actually. Some good music came out. A lot of music came out. Uh, let me hop into my Apple Music here. So I will start off first, though. Silk Sonic. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Silk Sonic, um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Paak. They announced that their album, "An Evening with Silk Sonic," is going to be released next month, November 12th. And the the three singles. Well, there's three. There's the intro. And then there's Leave the Door Open and then Skate. Leave the Door Open is my song of the year. I do not care. Don't give me Stay with Justin Bieber and Kid Laurie, which, don't get me wrong, that's a fantastic song. I still, I still bump that song. That song's amazing. But Leave the Door Open is my most played song so far this year. And gratefully so, because that song is an absolute gem of a song. It's perfection. That is... If you want pop R and B music to be perfection, if just even a song and, and that's that's a perfect song to me. That's a ten out of ten song. People talk about what's oh, a ten out of ten album. That's a ten out of ten song. Skate is a ten out of ten song. They're perfect records. I'm super excited. There's nine tracks on the album, um, which I kind of figured because Bruno Mars's albums are normally in the nine to twelve track range. I'm just looking at his different albums. Like his last album 24 Karat Magic was 9 tracks. His first album was 10 tracks. Like he's maxed had 10 tracks on each album. So I knew this thing was going to be short. Anderson .Paak's known for him a little longer so um albums, but this is to me this is more Bruno Mars's machine more than Anderson packs, but I think they're equal in terms of the song structure. Yeah. You think of it, you take off the intro, they each have four songs. They each have four songs. It's eight songs after the intro. So they probably could have said, all right, Anderson, you're, you're machining four tracks and Bruno, you're machining four tracks as well. Um, I'm super stoked for that album. That's going to, oh my God, that's going to be so good. Um, Let's see what else hip-hop-wise Don Tolliver dropped his album I have not listened to the album yet It's 16 tracks Um, It's 45 minutes I can deal with 45 minutes Um, I don't like Especially now And it's because of the streaming era And it started with The streaming era to me Started in 2016 when Apple music came to fruition because Spotify has been around for longer than Apple music Um, But that streaming war of which apps better and then now the deluxes like last year was the year of the deluxes I don't like all that music as much as I love music and I'm a music nerd and I'm a music head I don't like all that. I don't need 40 track like Chris Brown did it twice I don't need forty track albums, but in the age of streaming, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. So I'm glad that he kind of narrowed sixteen songs seems pretty decent. Um, Travis, the only th- well, there's four features: Travis Scott twice, Baby Keem, HVN, and Sofago. I don't know those two guys, but Travis Scott and Travis Scott twice and Baby Keem. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to listen to this actually after I record. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Corday, not YBN Corday anymore. Corday put out a single, Super Absolute Flames. I listened to that yesterday. Um, that was an absolute. He's bar for bar one of the best young rappers in the game right now. Him, J.I.D., Denzel Curry. They're, they're the next rapidy rap rappers up in terms of the next Coles, the next Kendricks, like those types of rappers, they're the next ones up. Joyner Lucas, who's been on an absolute tear with the singles, he's had, this year alone, Raman and OJ with Lil Baby, Dreams Unfold with Lil TJ, Your Heart with J. Cole, and now Late, late to the Party with Ty Dolla Sign. My favorite out of those four is probably, oh man, it's tough between Raman and OJ with Baby and Your Heart with J. Cole. J. Cole, that J. Cole record... If you haven't seen the video, watch the video because it makes a lot more sense. Um, and Joyner Lucas is always on point with his visuals. Um, any of his older or earlier music videos are on point. They tell us, you know, it's it's it fits the song. The visual fits the song. And it's, it's a really, really well done um, video for your heart. But Late to the Party was good. It wasn't my favorite out of the four. Um, probably my third most favorite out of the four, but it was still a good record. Like his next album is going to be or project. I don't know if it's going to be an album or a mixtape. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm excited. Hopefully he doesn't drop any more singles after that because we don't want another ADHD incident where he dropped like half the album as singles. And then the album came out last year, but he was putting out singles for two years. So it was a little weird. Um, hopefully he doesn't take that route again because it didn't bold well for him streaming-wise. Actually, streaming-wise, it bolded well for him. It just didn't, as an album, people couldn't really look at it as an album because there are only, like, three new tracks with a whole bunch of interludes, uh, like spoken word interludes. So, um... Um, that's it for hip-hop that I've seen, that I've kind of just gravitated towards. Um, I'll do a couple of country albums, um... Cody Johnson's Human, The Double Album, fantastic album. I listened to it last night. Um, Time, Tequila, and Therapy by Old Dominion. One of my favorite country projects of the year. Um, I would probably say Morgan Wallen's had, and as much as, yes, I listened to Morgan Wallen. Do not hate me or bash me because he said the N word in January. Please do not bash me. Okay. He said the word he it was it's been blown over. he's now being played on country radio again like it's it's okay. It's not okay that he said it, but you know it's that's a whole nother conversation for another day that you know, celebrities with saying things. Now that word don't get me wrong. like I get cringy when I hear somebody that's not of African American descent saying that word. It makes me feel uncomfortable, and I'm a white male, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't say it; I've never said it, but I just don't like other people saying that that shouldn't be said. It's like you know, Spanish people say words that other people shouldn't say, and white people <laughs> white people say shit that nobody should say because only white people can say it in the manner that it's that it's being said. Like, I would never hear, like, for example, I would never hear a black person say, oh, gosh, darn it. I would never hear. <laughs> Can you imagine a black person saying, gosh, darn it. That would be horrible. That would sound so terrible. But what did people say when, you know, you would say something like that? Oh, he sounds white. We got to stop that. We got to stop that gotta stop that that's the first step We got gonna stop that so yes I do listen to Morgan Wallen that album was one of my favorites of the year I, that was a highly anticipated album from me um, Scotty McCreary re- released his album a few weeks ago and that's probably been on my constant rotation it's one of my favorite ones of the year Thomas Rhett had another album this year that was fantastic um, a lot of good country albums came out this year a lot of good country music came out last uh, this year and last year even 2019 2020 and 2021 three solid good years for country music um, and hip-hop, even this year, you know, I'll be doing my album of the year reviews, um, going back to hip-hop. I'll be doing my album of the year reviews um, closer to the end of the year, just because, you know, shit can just pop up anywhere. We it, it could be another year like 2018 where you had 21 Savage released his album literally like two days before Christmas. It was like the December 22nd, 23rd of 2018. It was... Like, everybody was dropping in that year. And everybody's oh, this is the best... Um, This is the best since 2016. I'm like, no, this is the best since 2018, the best hip-hop year. Um, I would argue last year was pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. Last year's albums were pretty good. Um, A little... Kanye didn't drop. Kendrick hasn't dropped in a while. Cole didn't drop. So I guess you can... Yeah, you could slice it any way you want. Um, Each year had it. It's just last year was the pandemic and you couldn't really feel the full effect of the music. Um, So a lot of good music came out this week. Um, I don't know what's coming out next week, but I guess I'll find out next week (laughs) what comes out. Um, So we'll hop off of music for a second and we'll go to sports. MLB playoffs. I'll start with MLB playoffs. They're heating up, man. I was watching the uh, Giants Dodgers game one of the NLDS last night. Oh god, I miss fucking playoff baseball. I miss that so much. I enjoy like I said before, I enjoy playoff baseball more than I enjoy any other playoff sport. More than playoff basketball, more than playoff football. Playoff baseball is nostalgic for me because I grew up watching baseball. I grew up watching all sports, but baseball I was a huge, I was really into the Phillies when I was younger. And, you know, Phillies and Eagles. Um, the Sixers sucked, so I couldn't really get into them. But I still watched the Sixers. Um, flyers, too, same deal. Like, I I couldn't really get into them. Excuse me, I just had to yawn. Holy crap. Well, that's what I get for now. It's like, what, like 6.30 or now 5.30 something? Yeah, that's what I got. Um, man, I am excited for this play. Uh, this postseason, it just made me feel like, holy crap, I can be a kid again. That's probably the only sport, baseball. When I watch playoff baseball, that's the only sport playoff wise that makes me feel like I feel like I'm eight years old watching. You know, watching the Phillies in the postseason, and even though they're not in the postseason, I can still root for teams that uh, for players that I like um for i mean i don't really like teams other than the Phils, but like i can root for other players like i would do if the eagles aren't in the playoffs the year that the chiefs won the super bowl i was rooting for the chiefs in the super bowl only because i liked patrick mahomes and i wanted andy reed to get a super bowl he had never he'd gotten there with the eagles and we we lost because of the you know freaking cheating ass patriots but you know I do that with sports, and I can be objective with it. Like, I can still be a diehard Philadelphia sports fan, but I can kind of be like, oh, yeah, go. Say if Mike Trout was in the playoffs, go Mike Trout. Mike Trout's not in the playoffs, but I would still root for him because he's from Millville, New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey, shit. Go Trout. I was rooting for the Yankees to win that game because I have Yankee uh, uh, fans that are friends. I'm not a Yankee fan myself, but I like Aaron Judge. Um, I'm not a huge fan of young Carlos Stanton because he used to play for the Marlins, but you know, it is what it is. But I'm really excited. Um, this postseason is going to be pretty good. I was watching the, I was watching pretty much all the games yesterday. the um, The Brewers and Braves. I'm rooting for the Brewers because fuck the Braves. Um, Giants Dodgers last night, and then the mid, like the game between the two of them was. Um, the Rays and the Red Sox. The Red Sox blew the crap out of the Rays, though. So that series is now tied 1-1. And I like how baseball does a best-of-five, then a best-of-seven, then a best-of-seven. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't. B- basketball would be kind of weird, because then all the stats would be it, it would be... it would be weird to change shit now, like in basketball or hockey, where they're best-of-seven series all the way out, like all the way through first round, second round, and the championship round. Um... I guess, yeah, the, the wild card would be the playing game. I don't know why they just don't call it the the wild card. Because I guess they're playing for the... That's the other thing. Like, I think the NBA should have a wild card game. But I guess the play-in tournament is that version of the wild card. It's their version of that. It's just called the play I just don't like the play-in name. I think they should just call it something else. Um, speaking of the NBA, NBA... Um, Preseason is kicking off. Um, Lakers and Nets. That was that was the first game of preseason. Lakers and Nets. National television. Like, calm down. Nobody's watching that shit. We'll watch the first five minutes. I think I watched the first. I don't even think LeBron played in that game. He could have. I don't even remember. I didn't watch the game for five minutes and I shut it off because I was like, I just want to see if Kyrie was going to play, which obviously he didn't. I wanted to see Russ play. I watched the Warriors and Lakers preseason game like the first five minutes last night just because I wanted to watch Steph. Um, Steph play. I wanted to watch um, Russ and LeBron play together and um, see how that dynamic was going to work. It's a preseason, guys. Come on. It's like preseason football. Like, what are we going to take away from it? LeBron James is one of the best players in the league. The Lakers are probably going to be in the NBA Finals. They probably might win the NBA Finals unless the Nets, you know, fall the fuck apart. But nobody in the East has beaten the Lakers. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 kind of tongue in cheek for me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever. I don't it's preseason. Um, like, or like, same thing with the Sixers, like, is Ben Simmons going to show up? No, he's not going to show up. He already said he's sitting out. Even though he showed up to the facility, which I thought was funny. Um, didn't do anything, but he showed up to the facility, which was funny. Um, so, yep, yeah, NBA's coming, I think, the end, of, towards the end of the month. Uh, October 20-something, I think it's the first, 23rd, 26th, something like that. It's the first um, game of the season. So, I'm excited for that. NBA's shooting up. Um, now we'll talk football. Um, my beloved Eagles fought their tails off against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns and an interception in that game. I think that went unnoticed in the world of the like the recap, like watching football night in America and all that type of stuff prior to the Brady and um Brady versus Belichick. The Bucks Pats game. Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Five. One of them was an underhand tossed touchdown to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That was disgusting. Like, dude was just toying with us. But, you know, everybody's looking at Jonathan Gannon. You know, yeah, he's given up 40 back-to-pack, 40-point games on defense. But let's be honest, he was playing two of the best offenses in the league. So anybody saying that Jonathan gannon's defensive scheme is shit relax like relax you did hold the falcons now mind you it's the falcons but still you held arthur smith matt ryan calvin ridley kyle pitts to six points week one you held jimmy g and that niner and kyle shanahan in that offense debo samuel George Kittle, you held them to 17 points. But then you get blown out by the Cowboys and you get somewhat blown out by the Chiefs and everybody's up in arms. Relax. Let's play the Panthers this weekend and let's see what they do. They don't have Christian McCaffrey, uh, assuming that they don't have Christian McCaffrey. I don't think they have Christian McCaffrey this weekend, but if even if they did do, I want to see what Sam Darnold does against an elite corner and Darius Slay and a kind of a somewhat you know elite secondary corner in Steve Nelson. I want to see what he does. That offense has been now, mind you, they've played some shitty teams. They did lose to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys shut them out. And that defense is young. This defense is full of you know vets, kind of left and right. Let's see what they do. Everybody's overreacting. People were overreacting when Jalen Hurts was. Oh my God, he's not gonna—he's not good. He's this, that, and the other against the Cowboys. I'm like, relax. Look what he did against the Chiefs. He played—that's probably the best game I've ever seen Jalen Hurts play, college or pro. He went up against Andy Reid and you know Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs. He dropped thirty on him. Now, mind you, it's the Chiefs' defense, but still, second-year quarterback. This is your eighth career start. And you do that ninth career start and you do that against Mahomes. We had a chance in that game. Had you know a couple of touchdowns not got called back. The Devonte Smith touchdown, that the defender did force him out, and he's allowed by law by the rule book, he's allowed to come back in and catch that ball. That should have been a touchdown. The Zacherts uh pass interference or the pass interference calling JJ Ortega Whiteside that set up the Zacherts touchdown. It should have been a touchdown. That's fourteen points. That's forty-four to forty-two. We win the game. So Chiefs are one and four, or one and three. They were now to they're now two and two. But you know, we're gonna have a lot of games like that. We play the AFC West, so we play the Chiefs, who we've already played. We play the Chargers, elite offense. We play the Raiders, elite offense. We play the Bucks next week on Thursday Night Football. It's going to look bad. We play top-notch offenses in the, in the NFL, so it's going to look bad. So just slow the roll on, you know, on Gannon and his defense. This is a first-year coaching staff. Everybody's acting like, what, we were going to get seven wins and make the wild card? No. I said it at the beginning of the season. This team... At best, is going to win three games. Four, if I'm being generous. Three games is my minimum, and that's against the Jets and the Lions. Those are the only two wins, and maybe one of the divisional opponents by the towards the end of the year. So we might end up with maybe five wins if we play because we play a, we're playing a division that's so shitty. I don't see us beating the Cowboys again, unless you know, knock on wood, Dak you know gets hurt. I don't even know why it would knock on wood, but I don't wish injuries on players. If everybody stays healthy in this division, team-wise, Cowboys are winning the division. And that's it. Everybody else is bottom feeding. Washington is horrible. I thought they were going to be good. Horrible. Giants, they turned it around. But other than that, nobody's touching, nobody's touching the Cowboys. They're too good. Dak is on a mission. He wants that playoff. He's going to win comeback player of the year. He's going to win comeback player of the year. So we'll look at two. Um, so that's enough of the Eagles because I'm sick of talking to them. They pissed me off. Um, the Thursday night game, Ram Seahawks, RIP to all Russell Wilson fantasy owners. He's out for multiple weeks due to a fractured, I think it was a fractured finger. Um, yeah, RIP to all Russell Wilson fantasy owners, including myself. So that's going to suck. Um, not a lot of good games this weekend. I see a lot of blowouts on the schedule. The only big one that I see is Browns chargers. There is the London game tomorrow. Jets Falcons, who the hell is going to, I feel bad for London that they got that game. Jets and Falcons. Now, who knows? They're two terrible teams. But shit, that could be a laser light show. That could, who knows? But like none of the one o'clock games. I'll be watching the Eagles Panthers. That's the one o'clock game. So none of the other one o'clock games are very intriguing. um I mean Saints Washington. They're both two and two. But you know, other than that, like there's a Lions Vikings game. Yikes! um But the Browns Chargers game is going to be interesting. Um Giants, Cowboys, that'll be another good game. And then Sunday night football, you get Bills Chiefs. So you know, Colts Ravens on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Carson Wentz is gonna get absolutely embarrassed on Monday night football. Um Yeah, I mean, this is gonna be a decent week. I don't know. It's gonna be like it's to me it's gonna feel like week three. Two highlight games. Other than that, yeah. Just meh. Just it's gonna be another week of football. I don't see any big slate games. I just, I'm waiting for Thanksgiving. I know I'm like a month and a half ahead. I'm just waiting for Thanksgiving. That, that game slate is nuts. Um, yeah, I just, it's good luck to the Eagles. Um, I'll, I'll be rooting for them no doubt, but, um, and again, RIP to Russell Wilson, fantasy owners. Um, that's all I have for you guys today. Wow. It's like almost six 30 in the morning. Oh, man, I'm going to enjoy that. I might go back to bed. I might go get something to eat. Who knows? I'm, I'm a wild card at this point. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Five episodes in. I can't believe I'm five episodes in, and I'm so happy that I can say that. Um, thank you guys for listening to um, all the episodes. If you haven't listened to all the episodes, please go back and check them out. They're awesome. They're filled with good content. They're filled with good conversation. They make you think. And also, if you want to challenge me on any type of music or sports takes, feel free to hop on and we can have a nice heated debate where we throw things at each other and curse at each other and say, no, you're wrong. No, no, we'll have a, we'll have a decent, um, we'll have an awesome conversation. Awesome. We can have a little debate. I don't mind that, um, on sports, music, et cetera, anything you want, um, Thank you. For, uh, wow. Yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, that's the 630 in the morning talking. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I just want to say, as always, life is a series of moments and moments past. So let's make this one last as if it's all that we have. Thank you guys for listening. This is episode five, saying adios, goodbye, au revoir. I will see you guys next week for episode 6. Take care of you guys. I love you guys. Have a great day.